the word of the Lord from Proverbs chapter 31, verse 1 and 10 through 31. The words of King Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and, no, and not harm. All the days of her life, she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff, and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and, the, and let her works praise her into the gates. The word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. And we just pray, God, as, as Carte comes and, and speaks your word, that I pray you would use him in power. Um, God, use him to um, help us to understand your word. Um, thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, brother. Well, good morning. I'm Carte Bales. I'm the um, next guest preacher this summer, while Ryan and his family are on a much-needed vacation. Uh, and um, it's an honor uh, to be here with you this morning to bring uh, God's Word, to open it together as we continue through Proverbs and um, this life of, of wisdom, uh, and the words of wisdom being applied to our lives. When my wife and I lived in India, we could pick up any newspaper and read pages of ads like these. Not this one. Like these. So here's one. Uh, looking for beautiful, educated, homely girl. Homely here means we want her to stay home. Green card holder. That's convenient if you, if you want her to be joined at home by her new husband. Um, 
good family background. Or there's this one, looking for a beautiful, what, back, because there were two on there. Looking for a beautiful, educated, homely girl, green card holder. Then this one, the NRI, Jalan, looking for a beautiful, educated, oh, that's the same one, I'm sorry. Please, on to the next one. Uh, very well-established Punjabi senior Brahmin family based in South Delhi, Gurgaon, looking for a beautiful, uh, slim, qualified, well-versed girl uh, with a blend of traditional yet modern. So it's like we're looking for architecture, <laughs> not women. Do we have one more? No? Uh, software engineer is looking for uh, a sick Hindu upper caste vegetarian unmarried divorcee issueless girl <laughs> below, below 34 years. So if you're issueless and you're young enough, uh, you, can, you can ring them up. These are, these are different ideas, different qualities from hopeful mothers-in-law to be looking for a match for their son. And our text this morning comes from another hopeful future mother-in-law. This one, the, the mother of King Lemuel, lays out for him criteria for the perfect match of the, the excellent wife. And like any words from a good mom to her son, the first eight verses, which we skipped over this morning, um, are basically correcting her son's behavior, um, starting with the words, what are you doing, my son? I remember it talks like that with my mom. And after this mild scolding, um, King Lemuel records the words his mother taught him in describing the excellent wife, which we read this morning. And it's important to know that the Hebrew word translated here, wife, is also the word that's commonly translated as woman in Scripture. Same word. Here, in, in, in this text, it's from the surrounding use of the word husband and children that lead translators to use the word wife. But it also means woman. So it's important to more broadly apply what's written here to single women. To young women not yet married, or maybe those who are called to a life of being single, or maybe you're widowed. These words, these characteristics are important to consider for all women, what, what the description in wisdom literature is of the excellent wife or excellent woman. Also, the irony of a man talking about women uh, is not lost on me. Several weeks ago, I emailed um, six very godly women I know, uh, married and single, to ask them for their perspectives as a woman to help me hear them as I prepared their, this message. And um, their input was, um, was really helpful in um, helping me prepare uh, for this morning. But more importantly, the text before us uh, is the very word of God that we're looking into this morning. It is his wisdom written here, guided by his Holy Spirit, given to us through King Lemuel's mom to the king, and therefore perfectly instructive for our lives. So as we look into this perfect word of God, let me pray for our time together. Pray with me. Father, the 
Your word says the grass withers, flowers fade, but your word, the word of our God, stands forever and will accomplish that which you have sent it for. So guide us and lead us. Speak to our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the big idea uh, for talk this morning is this, biblical descriptions of the excellent wife lead us to the truly excellent husband, Jesus Christ, and his bride, the church, perfected by his wisdom and grace. That's where we're going this morning. The first point is just wisdom for the excellent wife. Listen, whatever our, our changing cultural lists for the excellent wife or who is an excellent woman... Scripture paints an exhaustive list for us to consider the question, an excellent wife, who can find? She's far more precious than jewels. Even the word excellent, the word that's translated as that carries ideas of strength and capability and valor and virtue. This woman exemplifies and typifies all the characteristics in the verses which follow. And although it's hard to follow because the characteristics skip from uh, characteristic to characteristic, we can group them together and take a look at them to get an idea of what God is describing for us, this full picture of the excellent woman. First, she's a tireless servant. Scripture says she, she gathers materials, wool and flax, which she works with her hands willingly materials which she spends into clothing and blankets. She's portrayed as traveling long distances for food and then rising while it's still dark to prepare that food for her family and her maidens. This is a woman who who pours herself out selflessly and tirelessly and, as the text says, willingly. One sister pointed out to me that domesticity or the domestic arts it's not so much of a part of our culture anymore. Wondered which of these arts we might be losing. And the tendency might be to dismiss this whole idea as antiquated, especially since last year 47% of the U.S. labor force was comprised of women. And some men might be inclined to look at verses like this and think of it as a scriptural warrant to have their own homely women. But the heart of this excellent woman is not one who's homebound. Notice she goes abroad to procure food for her family. The heart of this woman is one who serves willingly and tirelessly. She gives of herself endlessly. Second, this woman is clever and successful She considers and buys, then plants a vineyard. She has access to to resources. She has a long view of her service as she waits for the vines to grow up and produce fruit. She's a wise entrepreneur, taking the items she has made and calculating profit while she continues to plan for a future so that her lamp doesn't go out. She sells lemon garments, wholesale sashes, continually thinking of ways to enhance her family's success and financial position. Third, excellent wife is is portrayed here as a a strong woman. 
This word is used three times. She's not a shrinking violet. She's not a, a doormat. She's dressed with strength, cares for herself out of the abundance she produces. And from strength and dignity is produced a courage to face a future in a way that doesn't cause her to shrink, but to laugh. Fourth, the excellent wife is pictured as compassionate. She cares for the poor and the needy. She cares for the physical safety of her family, clothing them to protect them from the elements, while she also adorns their physical comfort with beauty, making clothing in scarlet and fine linen and purple. She looks after people. She looks after her family and their ways. She cares for her home, her children. Fifth, this woman is wise and gracious. When she opens her mouth, wisdom comes out. The teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Literally in Hebrew, it's Torah chesed. That's the teaching of covenant faithfulness and love. That's what comes out of her mouth when she, when she speaks. This is the excellent wife. Do we wonder then at the response from her family? Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. You surpass them all. So dear sisters, you've had your mental checklist going through this description. How are you doing? The excellent woman, tireless servant, serving others willingly, selflessly, a, a clever, wise entrepreneur, always looking for ways to enhance her, her family's success, helping others thrive, a strong woman, courageous in the fear of an uncertain future, compassionate to the poor and to the needy, adorning the lives of others with beauty, especially for those who can't provide for themselves, a wise and gracious woman, from whose mouth pours wisdom and hesed, teaching of covenant love and faithfulness when you speak. Well, Lemuel's mother describes an amazing, amazing woman. And what's really important to know is that this description in Hebrew was written in the form of an acrostic. An, an acrostic is the first verse starts with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and then the next verse starts with the next letter, and so on and so on and so on, all the way through almost until the end of the description and the end of the alphabet. Why do I point that out? Because we should know this description is a description of the complete woman. She's the, she is literally the A to Z woman. She's the perfect, excellent wife. Who is it that's wise and compassionate, strong and clever and successful, and a tireless servant? And why paint a picture of excellence against which any woman would fail? We look into these verses and come up short, don't we? In ourselves, in our own strength. Who can find this woman? And the Netflix show, Stiesel, which is a show about an ultra-Orthodox Jewish community. <clears throat> One episode opens with a main character's friend by the name of Farshlofen. And he's telling his friends about a time that he was looking through a window and pitying the man that he saw through it. 
until he realized he wasn't looking through a window at all. He was looking into a dirty mirror. And the broken man he saw was him. Imagine this. Passages like this can have the same impact. I could never live up to this. How can I be all of these things? I look in the mirror at the excellent woman and come up short. All of these verses, though, from A to Z, intend to lead us, to lead you to the resolution and hope. Just when the mirror of Scripture begins to reflect that despair that you can't be all of this, it leads to the solution. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. This verse at the end of Proverbs is a bookend for the beginning of Proverbs where we read, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. At the very beginning of Proverbs and at the end. And all of those intervening chapters personify wisdom as this excellent woman calling out to all those who will listen. Now, fully described here by Lemuel's mom as the excellent wife. Listen, how do you go abroad getting food while staying home and knitting and buying fields and planting vineyards? Sisters in Christ, as you hear these descriptions and maybe wrestle with the checklist of your own lives and works, your own enoughness, when you finally say, there's no way I can, I can be all of this, the Holy Spirit leads you to the answer and tells you it's, it's not about your work. It's about, it's about your heart. It's who you trust. It's who you long to please, not your accomplishments or lack of them. Fearing the Lord, trusting him completely, seeking his will for you is the very fountain from which all all of these characteristics spring up. Notice that praise for this woman doesn't result from, from, from her accomplishments or her character. It comes from fearing the Lord, the beginning of wisdom for those who seek him and submit to his rule and reign through faith in him. And only with that starting point can you begin to ask questions like, how can my work outside the home still bring blessing to those inside? How can I bear the name of my husband into the world as an ambassador? What can I be doing that's of worth to my family and my church community? These things all start with the fear of the Lord. The antithesis in this verse also makes it really clear that this radiates from the inside and isn't built from the outside. Look back at this verse. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she's the one to praise. Quite literally in this text, beauty is a breath. It's a vapor. Today we say beauty is only skin deep. You know why? Because skin wrinkles. Look at me. In our culture where being young or charming or pretty is greatly prized and can make you an internet influencer, over that, Scripture says, true beauty is found in the woman who fears the Lord. She's the one to be praised. 
Building that character that radiates from her comes from the fearing the one who himself is beauty and by pursuing him. It's heart over bone structure or Botox. Listen, there's not enough cosmetic surgery in the world to fix the effects of the fall. External beauty fades. It's a breath. And if what you desire is lasting beauty, that has to come from deeper within you, from a place that doesn't waste away and fade with age, but becomes burnished and, and lustrous as you grow in the fear of the Lord. Second point, wives or women in general aren't the only people mentioned in these verses in Proverbs this morning. So there's also wisdom for the excellent husband and family. Husband and chil- husbands and children are also in focus, and that covers just about everybody else, I think, in this room. Um, you're a child of somebody. So we also need to take a, a moment to consider wisdom for the excellent husband or the excellent man and excellent children as they relate to the excellent wife. Lemuel's mom says, the heart of the husband trusts in her. Husbands, do you show trust to your wives? Do you look for the good she does for you or your family or others and encourage her in what she does? And remember, this is an excellent wife, not a sinless one. Your heart trusts her because she's far more precious than jewels. I remember one time my wife offended me and I I got angry. And I just, I stormed up into the bedroom and I just sat there, just mad. And the Holy Spirit prompted my heart with the thought, do you really expect a fallen human to never sin against you? The way you sin against others? And I could harbor that offense and let it erode trust between me and my wife, or I have the choice to forgive her and then repent of my my own pride. How do you show trust to your wives who are fearing the Lord and growing in grace, who are growing in excellence, even if they offend you? And Scripture here says you have gain from your heart trusting in her. In fact, in verse 12, it says, she does him good, which literally in Hebrew is she ripens her husband. So men, we're, we're unripe by ourselves. We're made better and more valuable because of the women in our lives. It's because of her that you are known at the gates. So when someone asks, where's your better half? They probably really mean it. I know, I know they do for me. She adorns your life so that it enhances you in a way that people esteem you. That's the result of an excellent wife. So if you're far apart, if your heart is in a place of cynicism or mistrust, how do you lead your family and the Lord back to a place of trust? How do you demonstrate trust in her? Or Maybe you're not married. How do you... Just recognize the women around you and all they contribute to your life to enhance it. In the book entitled For Parents Only by Shanti Felden, he writes there are four things a daughter needs to hear from her father. First, I love you. Second, you're beautiful. Third, 
I'm proud of you. And fourth, I'm always here for you, even when you blow it. These are the questions of your daughter's heart. And your wives ask themselves the same questions. Am I loved? Am I beautiful? Are you proud of me? Will you be here for me even when I mess up? And when a husband says, you are blessed. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. And it's not in a greeting card, and it's not on Mother's Day, but it's in what you say and what you do. You begin answering the questions of her heart. Children, and that's all of us, do you call your mom blessed as she lives out her life in the Lord and cares for you and shows compassion, cares for others? Or have you come to just expect it? Maybe your mom doesn't fear the Lord and she needs to be encouraged and prayed for and helped to get to that place where her heart seeks after God. Maybe you can point her to salvation and the source of being blessed. Children, bless your moms. Tell her. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. How do you honor and praise your mom? Or maybe related, how do you actually go from doing that and go, move on to actually blessing her with your heart for her caring for you and for others? Is there a way you can lighten her load? Help her with work she's doing. Encourage her while she's working. Call her blessed. And then think about how to be a blessing to her. The excellent wife, the one fearing the Lord and growing in wisdom, makes our lives richer. How do we recognize that openly? How do you celebrate that? Well, the excellent wife and the excellent husband and family here in Proverbs 31 also point us to wisdom and the perfected bride. If we lived 2,000 years ago and only had the Old Testament scriptures alone, we could, we could stop right here. But thankfully, in 2021, we have the New Testament as well. And as the theologian Augustine said, in the Old Testament, the, the new is concealed, and in the new, the old is revealed. And with the coming of Christ, with his taking on flesh, his life and death and resurrection, In this passage, we see a type of an excellent wife, which now more fully comes into focus in the New Testament. And with it, a much clearer hope for our hearts when they despair of ever achieving the perfection laid out in that acrostic of our Proverbs passage. Will I ever achieve this, this perfection that the mirror of Scripture holds up to my life? One of the primary places we see this in the New Testament is in Ephesians chapter 5. Paul writes this, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. 
In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourish, nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying it refers to Christ and the church. The Apostle Paul here is obviously talking about marriage, the covenant relationship between a man and his wife. But do you see how the beginning verse and the ending verse both clarify what this relationship between the husband and the wife are a sign of? Paul says it's a profound mystery. In that, it refers to Christ and the church. Husband and wife, Christ and church. And sandwiched in there is the reason that Christ gave himself up so that he might sanctify her or free her from sin, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. In other words, this excellent wife points forward to the perfected bride that is the church. All those who have or will call in faith to receive and rest in Christ for salvation with Jesus as the truly faithful husband who nourishes and cherishes his church. And according to Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, he is the wisdom of God. So fear of the Lord leads us to Jesus Christ, the word of God in flesh. And more simply than leading us to him, we're joined to wisdom himself through faith in him as he lives in us by his spirit. The two shall become one. How do I live into all those attributes in Proverbs? By fearing the Lord and growing in wisdom the full meaning of which here in the New Testament means being united to, being joined with Jesus who will sanctify you and cleanse you and present you with all the perfected bride, the church, in splendor. That's how. And notice the parallels and characteristics between the excellent wife of Proverbs and the church. We, the church, are called to be tireless servants, to look for ways to enhance the position and health of our families and our family, the church. We're called to be strong in the strength of the Lord, to be courageous in faith that God is at work in us and through us. We're called to be compassionate to others, first to the family of God and then to everyone else. We're called to be wise and gracious so that the the teaching of kindness pours out of our mouths when we speak to each other and speak to others. We're called to make our husband, Jesus Christ, known at the gates by propagating his fame and excellence in our neighborhoods and around the world. And for the bride, just as for the excellent wife, our ability to carry out these things 
come from a starting point of fear of the Lord, a relationship with wisdom himself. So rather than look in Scripture in despair of our inability, because of Christ, we now have hope that he will perfect us and present us without blemish. Why? Because he lived and died and rose to redeem all of our failures for all who fear him and receive him as Lord, the perfect husband of the bride, the church. We can't perfectly live the life of the excellent wife or husband or child, but through his death and life and resurrection alone, our failures and brokennesses are redeemed as we trust him alone. Wisdom himself, the beginning of wisdom for each of us. When does that happen? Revelation looks forward in time to the end of this part of history in a vision recorded by the Apostle John. And in it, he writes these words. And I saw a new heaven and new earth. For the first heaven and first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from heaven from, from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And the one seated on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. You see that language again? Bride and husband. Christ's church adorned for her husband, who will then live together face to face, where there's no more sin, no more death, no more pain, where everything broken is made unbroken where everything faded and rusted and spoiled is made new, where our brokennesses and our failures are adorned in the robes of his righteousness. In India, it was typical to see a barat ceremony going down the street during wedding season. And barat is the ceremony where, um, that leads up to the wedding of a man and a woman in the ceremony, the, the groom is seated on a, a white horse, normally carrying a sword. And, and he and his parents and all of his friends are, are parading down the street singing. They parade together to the meeting place where the bride and the family are eagerly awaiting the appearance of the groom. And the parents, who have normally arranged the marriage, meet first, and, and then the families meet, and then the bride and groom, after which there's, there's a huge, huge party, a great celebration. Listen, if you belong to Jesus Christ, if you have received him as Savior and are relying on him alone for salvation, you will participate and the heavenly uniting of bride and groom. Your heavenly dad has arranged for your wedding. 
as a perfected bride, the church, with his only son. And when we stand there together at the meeting with the groom, we'll be adorned in his righteousness. Without spot or wrinkle or blemish, this excellent woman will have been perfected as the bride by the work of the groom, Jesus Christ. We can read scripture like Proverbs 31 and and feel like abject failures. I, I can't do all of those things. And the truth is no one can live a life of doing them all or being all of these things. And that's not to say that these characteristics aren't ones we shouldn't desire or shouldn't pursue. We should. But they're not built in us from just trying to do everything on the list. That doesn't work. These characteristics are fundamentally built on and more and more developed from a fear of the Lord, founded on a relationship with him in union with Jesus Christ, who has promised to transform you and all who belong to him into his perfect bride. Because the Father has arranged it and has promised More than King Lemuel's mom's desire for the excellent bride for her son, in Scripture, we see the Lord, our dad, who has arranged for his son to be married to a beautiful, spotless, sinless bride through the work of his son. And it is he who looks at you and says, future bride of my son, I love you. I'm so proud of you. I am always here with you, even when you sin. And it's not because of who you are, but because of who it is that is betrothed to you to be your husband for all eternity. Amen. Pray with me. Father, thank you that you have given us your son, Jesus Christ, to be our husband who even now, as wisdom, is preparing us as a bride to be beautifully adorned. We look in Scripture and fail at these things. But we know that his robes of righteousness will be placed on us as we rely and rest in him and that we'll be presented without spot or wrinkle or blemish, all by your hand, all by your work. And we're so thankful. So encourage our hearts with what is still yet to come. Every time we're discouraged, every time we fail, that you would receive praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Pastor Ryan here. We're so glad that you've tuned in with us and watched one of our online sermons. Our vision as a church is to live as the family of God together, proclaiming and demonstrating the gospel of grace to one another in our city. If you don't have a church home or you're looking for a church, we'd invite you to attend one of our in-person worship gatherings so you can experience all that God has for us as a community of believers on mission.